Governor J.B. Pritzker and Republican challenger Darren Bailey had their final debate last night before the election. And it was a fiery confrontation. He runs a school that teaches kids that women are inferior to men, that uh, slave all Governor Pritzker, now that's too far. I'm not going to tell you again not to interrupt. That's too far. And Let him finish. That's too far. Let I'll him be, finish. May I just have an extra life. couple of seconds here? Both candidates presented starkly different pictures of Illinois, with Pritzker saying he's optimistic about the state's direction. I'm very pleased about the progress that we've made in our state. Uh, first of all, we balanced our budget, paid off all our old bills, uh, made sure that we got credit upgrades and provided $1.8 billion in gas, grocery, property tax and income tax relief. Whereas Bailey claimed Illinois is heading backwards. Friends, life is worse today than it's ever been in Illinois. Nothing, nothing has gotten better in the last four years. And the only way that we change it is create change. Here to help us break down the debate and what impact it may have in the upcoming election is Alex Degman, State House reporter for WBEZ. Welcome to Reset, Alex. Hi, thanks. Remind us of where the governor's race stood prior to this debate last night. Do you have a sense of who was leading heading into the debate? Sure. Well, Democrat J.B. Pritzker is leading his Republican opponent, Southern Illinois State Senator Darren Bailey, in well, pretty much every measurable metric, according to our most recent WBEZ Sun-Times poll. Overall, uh, Pritzker led by 15 points, 49 percent to 34. Only 9 percent of people that were polled are still undecided. And he's polling really well in the city. He's got a 70 percent favorability rating, but his numbers are not as good in the suburbs, 42 percent in suburban Cook County, 41 percent in the Collars. And uh, surprisingly enough, he also polls better downstate than Bailey. Uh, 37% of those polled downstate had a favorable view of Pritzker, while Bailey polled at 32%. Wow. Well, you know, the previous debate between these two, that got pretty confrontational. They were both calling each other liars. Uh, They frequently interrupted the other. How would you compare this debate to that last one? Uh, It was also tense. Uh, There was a lot of the same hyperbole. Uh, the same style of interruptions, and yeah, there were a lot more accusations of lying. There were more accusations of being an extremist. But uh, the difference this time, I think, is that there weren't hundreds of people in WGN TV's studios. So uh, some of the one-liners, some of the zingers didn't get as much attention because there weren't hundreds of people kind of egging that on, I guess. Did we see a, a shift in their tactics at all from either candidate? Oh, sure. I think we saw Pritzker come out swinging uh, a lot more than he did uh, a couple of weeks ago. After rattling off some accomplishments, he called Bailey a Trump-aligned extremist who would do extreme things. And he stayed on the offensive throughout the night, reminding people a lot that some of Bailey's more extreme views on abortion, January 6th, and he mentioned this a few times, uh, the fact that Bailey supported the measure to remove Chicago from the state of Illinois. Yeah. Well, Bailey continued to hammer Pritzker about uh, crime in Chicago and had this line that went viral. Let's listen. Chicago is the nightmare called Pritzkerville, and it's still two weeks from Halloween. And Pritzker had this to say in response. Well, I want to point out that Darren Bailey just showed you that he has no plan to address crime in Chicago. He wants to throw Chicago out of Illinois, calls it a hellhole. Oh, boy. So very tough words being used here. Uh, Did we gain any additional insight, Alex, on these candidates, uh, on their positions or or policies with regard to crime? You know, not really. They reiterated a lot of what they've already said and a lot of what they've already done. And that's what Governor Pritzker started off by answering. In fact, uh, 
and that's how he answered a lot of his questions, by saying what's already been done. Uh, he said that he's going to address crime by funding the gang, the gang crime witness protection program, which has already been done, uh, increasing the number of state police on the roads. Uh, state crime labs are doing DNA evaluation. The rape kit backlog is gone. But outside of that, um, he didn't offer many concrete solutions to address the rising crime, even though he did recognize that it has spiked during COVID. And uh, Darren Bailey, for his part, suggested that uh, securing the southern border would help things because that's what's bringing gang violence and other related activities. As you mentioned, Governor Pritzker is is ahead, at least in the polls, by miles right now. How much do you think Bailey's attacks will actually sway voters? I think at this point, if you're going into last night's debate, you've probably already made up your mind where you stand on both of these candidates. So, mm-hmm. and we've also gotten used to political debates, not only in Illinois, but nationwide. If you're watching, if you've watched any political debates for the last 10 years, uh, they tend to be kind of like this. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if I want to use the term mudslinging, but it mm-hmm. seems appropriate. There's mudslinging going on and just people are trying to, uh, get through all of that. I think they're trying to see what they can learn outside of that. And um, sometimes if all of, if all it is is hyperbole and insults, it, it's hard to do. I'm glad you mentioned that, Alex, because I have to say, watching debates like this, for me, I, I just find myself wondering how much they matter right now, just in terms of changing people's minds. Any evidence out there suggesting that these debates have an impact on the election? Well, the... Part of me that wants to believe they do is going to say yes, because um, just the original idea of debates, the idea for why they exist is so important. Like you want to watch the two candidates that are running for office in what is supposed to be an unbiased atmosphere answer questions that is that, that's going to inform your choice about what they stand for. But anymore, um, that's not really how the candidates view it, it seems. The candidates just want this to be an opportunity to be in front of a lot of people and say what they're going to say. You'll probably notice that there were questions not only last night, but in other debates that um, are either not answered or they're answered differently than how the question was asked. And mm-hmm. they're answering a different question and it, get, it gets frustrating. But in Illinois, overall, if uh, our polls are to be believed, um, there are very few people who still haven't made up their minds. So I personally uh, don't think that this particular debate changed a whole lot of minds. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just joining us, we are discussing the final debate between Governor J.B. Pritzker and Darren Bailey that aired last night. I'm joined by Alex Degman, who's a political reporter for WBEZ. He's helping us dissect that debate and its potential impact on the coming election. So let's get into some of the issues here, Alex. Abortion access, not surprisingly, that was a topic in the debate last night. There was an exchange between the moderator and Bailey when discussing whether Bailey would pursue repealing abortion rights if he was elected. Let's listen to that. I need to know, if elected, you will, will you not pursue any changes to the state's current abortion listen, laws? I've, I need you to answer that. That's a fool's errand. The state, for 30 years, Democrats have had a stranglehold on our on our, our legislative process. I've told people time and time again, I so, commit so, to unifying this. So you're this. not going to pursue uh, to change the laws? It's not going to happen. I've Pers- even, I am committed to pursuing to you. Order. You can't do that by executive okay. order. So you're not. You're so just going to leave it as is. I, I can't do anything about right. it in today's climate. Is this a different position than Bailey's taken before, Alex? Well, Bailey has been pretty consistent that he can't do anything about abortion laws as the legislature is made up now, and he's also been consistent that he's against abortion. 
And it's accurate to say that anything he personally could push for on abortion as governor uh, wouldn't get anywhere because he, as the governor, can't introduce legislation to change things and the Democrats control it. So even if he could, uh, it probably wouldn't get a committee assignment. But what he could do is encourage somebody from one of the chambers of the legislature to carry a bill for him. So what that what that would mean is uh, Bailey would have an idea for what to put in legislation, and then he would talk to a legislator to carry that bill through the legislature. Uh, that he could do, but um, that's not something that he could do directly. So he's been pretty consistent in all of that. Another major topic last night, education. Uh, what were some of the specific issues that the candidates addressed there? Well, when it uh, relates to education, they talked a specific. They, they talked a lot about the um, teacher shortage and how it would um, and how the candidates would address that. And there weren't a whole lot of specifics about how to address the teacher shortage, other than, like I said earlier, as it was the case with pretty much uh, everything that Pritzker talked about. He started off by mentioning um, the investments in education. Yeah, yeah, the the, invest, the investments in education that's already uh, happened and the. Uh, and the uh, pursuit of K-12 improvements in K-12 education and higher education. And there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of information there about what he would do specifically. And that also translated to uh, Darren Bailey, who talked about uh, the teacher shortage in terms of we need to make the state's education system something to be proud of, but not offering a whole lot of specifics. He talked about recent uh, polls, recent stories in places like the Wall Street Journal that had uh, Illinois education systems uh, pretty low. So he, you know, while not saying anything specific on how he would change, he did mention that there is a lot of work that needs to be done. Pritzker was pushed on recreational marijuana during the debate, too, specifically that lack of diversity in awarding licenses. He claimed social equity licenses were in the works. So what do we know about what the Pritzker administration is actually doing to address this issue? So the licenses and the works that he's referring to are the 185 conditional licenses that were issued this summer. And these were the ones that were issued after years of delays due to COVID and lawsuits, uh, really a whole bunch of issues. And up to this point, the only people in Illinois who are cultivating and selling cannabis are the legacy medical operators that got in before uh, cannabis was legalized recreationally in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, the applicants that want a license under social equity standards that applied years ago are just now getting going. They were just now awarded their licenses. So they're going through the process of site preparation and trying to get everything ready for the state to inspect. And that's what he's talking about. Now, going forward, um, there are attempts every so often in the rulemaking process, for example, JCAR, to streamline application processes to change the rules for future lotteries, making it easier for people to apply and things like that. And uh, legislatively, there are also attempts to streamline the oversight process. Is Darren Bailey talking about this at all? What's his stance? Well, his stance is that he's not, kind of like abortion, he's not going to move to recriminalize it because that's a legislative issue. He can't really do that. And But he did vote against legalizing recreational cannabis. So there's a clip, Alex, that I saw this morning making the rounds on social media. Uh, it was Bailey responding to what Black Lives Matter means to him. Right? And his response it kind of implied to some that he was taking an all lives matter position. Do you think his response is going to hurt him for any potential swing voters? 
You know, probably not. Um, I think people going into last night's debate had a pretty clear idea of how Darren Bailey feels about Black Lives Matter. Um, and with only 9% still undecided, I don't think that's going to be the issue to tip the scales. Yeah. Now, there's already been a huge amount of uh, spending on political ads during this campaign. Should we expect maybe another final push heading into these final weeks before the election? Well, yeah, it's certainly possible. Um, J.B. Pritzker had, I think, about $42 million on hand as of the end of September. And that was compared to 767000 for Darren Bailey. And Pritzker has been a consistent presence in TV ads pretty much statewide, not just in Chicago, for most of this year. Um, and with $42 million left to spend with three weeks, I don't really see that letting up. And even though Darren Bailey has $767,000 in his war chest, uh, he has been indirectly supported by the people who play by the rules pack. And they also still have millions to spend. And given how present they have been, specifically in the Chicago market this year, I don't see that letting up necessarily either. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, to some degree, it seems like that Pritzker scheme to run against a far-right candidate, that it's actually paying off. But do you think that there's been any cost to that strategy for the governor or for the Democratic Party in Illinois? Well, honestly, it's a politically shrewd move, but it seems like something that a billionaire candidate would do, honestly. I mean, I'm not surprised that that's that's one of the routes that they took. And I imagine, given the way politics are trending in both attitude and the amount of money spent, uh, we're probably going to see more of that in future elections. That is, of course, if the candidates are as well funded. But the thing that this could affect, however, is people's trust in government. Mm, I mean, politically, it makes sense, right? I mean, to spend money that you have to defeat an opponent. But to an average voter, you know, why would you do that? It's kind of deceptive. It's kind of slimy, right? Yeah, for sure. I would definitely have some questions. (laughs) That's Alex Degman, State House reporter for WBEZ. Thank you so much, Alex. Yeah, thanks.